Clan Gregor Square. This tour begins in Clan Gregor Square, a park where Main Street meets Highway 21 in Bayfield. Clan Gregor Square is where villagers have gathered for more than 150 years to celebrate. This is where fairs were held, and Orangemen and Calathumpian parades began or ended. This is where local men practiced marching drills before heading off to war, and where the ones who did not return were honored. First called Market Square, it was surveyed along with the town site in 1834, two years after Baron Van Tyl purchased the land from the Canada Company. A surveyor's mark was left in the southeast corner, and later a commemorative plate was set. From that spot, all surveying of the village was done. In 1837, the square was cleared, and the lumber was sold to shipbuilders. The open field became the village green where baseball, football, and cricket were played. The Agricultural Society held the Bayfield Fall Fair in the square. In 1854, Market Square was renamed Clan Gregor Square by prominent landowner Malcolm Cameron, in honor of his wife's family, the McGregors. In 1878, the road around the square was built, and the village placed four-ton scales across from the northwest corner of the square near the Albion Hotel. Wagon loads of grain and hay were weighed on the scales before being shipped from the harbor. In 1882, the village planted 20 shade trees in Clan Gregor Square. Most of the trees can still be seen growing today. The square was also a pasture for cows. Most homes in the village owned a cow but had no fencing so the cows roamed and grazed in the square. W.W. Connor was fined for allowing his bull to escape and cause mayhem amongst the cows in the square. An article in the London Free Press newspaper described the hazards for young lovers walking through the square in the dark. They risked stepping in cow patties. The problem was solved in 1913 when a fence with turnstiles was built around the square, keeping the cows out. In 1918, a flagpole was erected and a cannon was moved to the square from Pioneer Park. The cannon had been left over from a Fenian scare in the area in the 1860s. Originally used in the Crimean War, the cannon would eventually be melted down for metal during World War II. Now walk to the stone cairn near the center of Clan Gregor Square. The granite cairn is a unique memorial to Bayfield's war dead. In 1933, Anglican minister and twice-wounded Great War veteran Reverend Frank Paul and three other veterans began hauling granite stones from the Bayfield Riverbed. Other volunteers came forward to help them move enough stone to Clan Gregor Square to erect a cairn as a cenotaph, or empty tomb, for the village's fallen. Local masons, George and William Weston, assembled the stones into a 20-foot-tall pyramid cairn. A cross highlighted in white paint was inlaid in the west face. A bronze tablet that the Ladies' Orange Benevolent Association had placed on the town hall in 1919 was affixed to the cairn. The cairn was unveiled at the annual Huron County Veterans Picnic on Sunday, July 26, 1933. At 3 p.m., a crowd that a local newspaper said was the largest in Bayfield's history gathered in Clan Gregor Square for the unveiling. The entire village was decked out in gala attire. Over 300 Great War veterans paraded behind the Clinton Kilty pipe band to the flag-draped cairn. The solemn and impressive ceremony began when the voices of everyone present rose in a stirring chorus of Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past. A speech by Major Reverend Cannon Appleyard recalled the dedication and sacrifice of the Great War generation. Appleyard praised the craftsmanship of the cairn, 
and the use of native stones. Appleyard predicted that the same courage and strength that Canadians showed in the Great War would help them make it through the Great Depression. Two mothers whose sons had died in World War I, Mrs. Agnes Curry and Mrs. Toms, unveiled the cairn as Reverend Paul read the names of Bayfield's slain soldiers. Mrs. Toms had lost her 20-year-old son, Wilfred, on August 8, 1918, the first day of the Hundred Days campaign that ended in the German surrender on November 11th. Mrs. Curry lost both of her sons. Harvey, 21, was killed in September 1916 at the Somme. Her second son, Kenneth, 21, was killed in the Hundred Days campaign on August 30, 1918. For generations, the pain of Mrs. Curry's lost sons haunted the family. Curry's grandchildren told a local journalist that she never accepted that they were dead. The dedication service concluded with God Save the Queen. A reporter was moved to write, The days of the Great War were brought very close again, and one saw in vision the splendid young men marching away, the years of anxiety until they returned, or the little white cross and poppies of Flanders Fields. Most present at the unveiling of the cairn thought that they had fought the war to end all wars. None could have predicted that in a few years the world would be plunged into yet another global war. The names of three more Bayfield men who died during the Second World War would be added to the cairn. Robert Hobson was the first in the district to enlist in September 1939. Hobson was medically discharged because of poor eyesight. He was accepted into the Merchant Marine, the most dangerous job of the war. On February 19, 1941, his ship, the Empire Blanda, carrying a cargo of steel, scrap, and explosives, was torpedoed by a U-boat. Hobson, aged 21, and all 40 of his shipmates were lost to the North Atlantic's icy waters. Charles Stuart Can, 20, was a private in the elite Royal Canadian Regiment when he was killed on December 8, 1943, in vicious fighting on the Morrow River at the Battle of Ortona. Warrant Officer Richard Verdun Weston, 25, a Royal Canadian Air Force air gunner and the nephew of the Weston brothers who built the cairn, was shot down and killed on January 2, 1945. On land, air, and sea, the youth of Bayfield paid a heavy price during the Second World War. On August 10, 1947, Mrs. Nina Weston and Mrs. Hobson rolled up the flag revealing the names of their sons. Reverend Paul reflected on the proud, youthful strength of those who offered their lives to help the oppressed and threatened peoples in the Second World War. Wreaths were laid by local dignitaries and one by Great War nursing sister Maud Sterling to honor the area's dead. Reverend Paul concluded his remarks by imploring his audience to honor these valiant sons of our land and revere their memory for the debt to them which we can never repay. On July 26, 2008, 75 years after the Bayfield Cairn was officially unveiled, a group of Bayfield citizens and service groups rededicated a refurbished memorial cairn. Chain fencing and pictures of nine of Bayfield's fallen sons restored the cairn as a fitting tribute to the village's sacrifices in the world wars of the 20th century. The monument is situated so that from every road leading to the square, the cairn can be seen. It was deliberately placed by veterans in the heart of the village as a reminder of the great costs of war. Take a stroll to the southwest corner of the square to see Bayfield Town Hall, a white building located at 11 The Square.
Bayfield Town Hall was constructed in 1881 and 1882 for $660. Before it was built, town councillors had to hold their meeting in various taverns. The division court also had to rotate to different locations. The building was opened with great fanfare, including a concert by local performers that lasted over three and a half hours. The town hall was initially located on a road allowance next to the square and was moved to its present location in 1920. It once had a small jail cell in its basement, built in 1921. The belfry houses the school bell from the first brick school in the village. The bell was moved when the school was demolished to make way for a new school. The town hall was closed in 1984 because it was deemed a fire hazard. However, the building was renovated and restored in 1993. Today, it is rented out for various events, presentations, concerts, wedding receptions, and family gatherings. For the next part of the tour, take a five-minute walk to reach the oldest church building in Huron County. Cross the highway onto Howard Street, walk past St. Andrew's United Church, and take a right onto Keith's Crescent. Trinity St. James is one block ahead on your left. For nearly 160 years, Bayfield's Trinity Church has been at the center of the village's social and spiritual life. The first Anglican service in Bayfield was probably conducted by the village's namesake. Between 1818 and 1828, Royal Navy Hydrographic Surveyor, Lieutenant Henry Wolsey Bayfield made several journeys to the area. As a devout naval officer and according to the King's regulations, Bayfield read out Book of Common Prayer services to his survey party. After the village's founding in 1832, the demand for an Anglican minister to serve the pioneer settlement grew. In 1834, Reverend Robert Francis Campbell was given the responsibility of administering to Anglicans in the area. According to legend, Reverend Campbell rode into the Huron Tract on Sir Isaac Brock's war horse, Alfred. The Huron Tract was a vast wilderness of old-growth forests and dirt pathways. Pioneer Upper Canada clergy, like Reverend Campbell, were truly dedicated to their church in bringing services to the faithful. In Bayfield, Reverend Campbell held services in the homes of local Anglicans. On February 9, 1836, Eliza Jane Riley, the daughter of tavern keepers John and Eliza Riley, was the first Anglican baptized in Bayfield. Bayfield's growing Anglican congregation began to meet in a new log schoolhouse on what is now Bayfield Terrace. As late as 1855, Anglican services continued to be held in local schoolhouses. In 1849, Bishop John Strawn of the Diocese of Toronto appointed Reverend Robert Francis Campbell as the first rector of the newly established Trinity Parish in Bayfield. With an average of 35 baptisms a year from 1849 to 1869, Bayfield's Anglican community needed their own building given the church's growth. The land where the church now stands on Keith Crescent was bought in 1854. Arrangements were made to build a brick church in the spring of 1855. Construction on the church was completed in 1858, with the help of a gift of 20 pounds from Bishop Benjamin Cronin. The present Georgian-style yellow brick church is a quaint Anglican chapel house of simple design, typical of the middle decades of the 19th century. Its interior, or nave, has brilliant stained-glass windows and wooden pews. In 1926, a pulpit built by master craftsman John Gemeinhart in 1865 for St. Luke's Anglican Church on the Goshen Line was installed at Trinity Church after the Goshen Church closed. 
1934, electricity was installed in the church, making lighting and heating more practical. Throughout Trinity Church's long history in Bayfield, special services have been held celebrating the nation's milestones. Among the special services held were those for the coronation and jubilees of monarchs, prayers for thanksgiving for the end of two world wars, Remembrance Day, and, in 1927, a celebration of the Diamond Jubilee of Confederation. Reverend Paul was appointed rector of Trinity in April 1925. He was one of the driving forces behind the erection of the Bayfield Memorial Cairn in Clan Gregor Square, mentioned earlier in this tour. Reverend Paul and three other local veterans hauled stones from the Bayfield River for the Cairn, a lasting memorial to Bayfield's war dead. Reverend John Graham, Trinity's rector from 1938 to 1944, helped establish Huron Church Camp south of Bayfield. Reverend Graham, in wintertime, rode a horse-drawn cutter to his other two parish charges, in Varna and in Middleton. As the rectory where the minister and his family lived had the only telephone in the neighborhood, one of the minister's duties was to relay messages around the village. In June 1950, a year late, Trinity celebrated its centennial year with four special church services. One of the guest speakers was Bishop William Townsend, who had been baptized at Trinity Church in 1904. Townsend remembered Trinity as a family church where he was brought, not sent, by his parents. Trinity Church has spanned three centuries of the village's life. Trinity Church continues the Anglican tradition of service to others in Bayfield, with programs like the Feed My Sheep Outreach, which provides a hot nutritional meal to those in need, or, since 1985, the Bayfield Antique Show, which is held in August in the Bayfield Arena. This concludes the tour of Clan Gregor Square. To learn more about Bayfield history, listen to the Main Street Audio Tour or the Pioneer Park and Bayfield Harbor Audio Tour.